I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Such. Your one-stop destination for footy news and such. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. It's Friday, and welcome to Footy Prime the Podcast. And as always, we're going to have another bad dad joke. This one coming courtesy of Martin McDaniels from Huntington Beach, California. What's worse than ants in your pants? Uncles. <laughs> Let's get this party started. <laughs> what a way to start a Friday show, JC the voice vendor. Always delivering something. Oh, man. It's great. You know, talking with you guys every single day through this uh, pandemic has, uh, has been something special. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully you listeners feel the same way at least four times a week. Uh, thanks for listening to Footy Prime. This is news and such. But as Charmin says, you know this is Footy Prime because you've downloaded it. I'm Brennan Dunlop. Charmin's uh, away on vacation and or making pies, one or the other. He strikes me as the guy that probably goes on like pie holidays. Like he's like, oh, I heard Cornwall is nice. Cornwall, Ontario. Lovely pie. And, like that's where he would go. Stealing ideas. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably what it is, actually. That's probably what it is. And like All of a sudden, oh, there's a lot more sweet potato in, in his pies. I wonder where that came from, Eastern it Ontario. Came from Harmon's proper pies. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Craig Forrest is here, still out in BC. Good morning, buddy. Thanks for waking up early for us. Uh, it's not early out here. What are you talking about? Mm. Well, as someone that still sleeps like I have a... Uh, substance abuse problem um uh, it's early for me and i'm on the east coast i'm three hours ahead of you so so i appreciate it is, is my point thanks buddy uh dan wong producer dan wong what's up buddy not much everything's great friday news and right. such happy <laughs> and jimmy brennan what are you wearing today is that your blue ireland top yeah it's uh ireland jersey uh, i was just out for a run guys just did 7k so Hey, I just got on a scale. Jimmy. Don't mind me if I'm a little bit sweaty right now. I'm down 11 pounds from my doctor's visit three weeks ago. No way. I'm down eight pounds right now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to I get like to it. about buck 90. I'm trying to get to about, I want to get to 193. And that's kind of where I want to be. Another 10. Well, pounds. you're going to put a few pounds on during uh, beer fest though. It's here. You'll get them back on. Yeah, that'll come quick. I'll put the light beers, light beers in me today. Your favorite. <laughs> Michelob Ultras. You can't be throwing those back at a beer fest. <laughs> no, I'm going all out for a for a full pint. That's what I'm going. Loads of calories. Big. Uh, you're not a big hops guy, though, are you? I hate the hoppy yeah. stuff. I can't stand it. Drives me nuts. Yeah, same. I'm the same. Same. I do like where this started, though, because I, I think we need to continue this theme of asking each other a question. So the suit question for Wonger, the last show, was great. My, the, my pre-planned question for Jimmy was, what do you eat for breakfast? Which oh, I feel is more appropriate today considering what we're doing this evening. No, I appreciate that question. I, uh, I actually have a vegan protein shake every morning. Get out of here. No, I'm deadly serious. California Plant-based. Jimmy. Plant-based. Plant-based. Yep. 
California, Jimmy, California, Jimmy, on such a summer's day. And, and I have a double espresso every mm-hmm. morning. Of course you do. It's, it's, it's required in Vaughn region. Yeah. Yeah. Necessary. Otherwise, uh, they, they jack up your property taxes. You know, if you're not living by the rules of the land. Jimmy's just worried about his fat ass. <laughs> I feel good, Wiping man. out his footprints. <laughs> that's a good one oh getting tackled by my shadow <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of mistakes of the past of following one around and trying to uh shed some weight or shed some mistakes of the past do you see barcelona's a uh, new deal we made a conversation about their marketing deal their bsb that they signed uh, but this is in addition to that, came out uh, this morning on Friday that Barcelona have sold 15% of their TV rights to some investment firm with the hopes of generating 320 million euros, which would allow them to register the four players that they've signed this year, uh, which I just find to be, well, A, surreal and incredibly unique, of course, that they can control their own TV rights to be able to do such a thing. Um, but they're not going to change the way they operate, Craig, are they? They're literally just trying to sustain this and, and kind of hoping for some type of lottery windfall that means they can just spend more because it doesn't seem like they're they're looking to uh, adjust to the times, does it? Uh, no. I mean, they, they're basically selling their soul for a gamble to try mm-hmm. to make this work. And if it does, it, it might work out okay for them, but... They're a billion pounds in debt or billion euros, billion something anyway. It's a lot of money they're in debt. And they managed to do this by selling off, what, 15% to an American, I think they're called uh, Sixth Street or something, an American investment company. So that's given them about 300 million pounds to spend. But there's a lot of question marks over who they've signed and and how are they going to work? Is Rafinha going to work in that level from coming from Leeds United? You know, is Lewandowski going to continue to do well? Are they going to stay away from injuries? There's a this is a massive gamble for Barcelona, in my in my opinion. Yeah. I guess uh, yeah. Sesame Street said no, so they went to Sixth Street, and they're hoping that, uh, <laughs> exactly it's run better. <laughs> but God, it, it does. You know, Mickey Mouse operation is the is the cliche we used to describe somebody that's run very poorly or amateurish. And holy shit, the more we learn about Barcelona and see the last couple of years, like, there's no other way to describe it, Jimmy. No, it's sad. It's sad to see such mm-hmm. a massive club. Um, and you look at this squad that they've got now, are they, are they going to compete for, to win La Liga? Champions League, no chance. You know, so uh, I don't think they're going to be competing very much this year. And they're pissing people off along the way. Of course like they are. People who, who get it, who, uh, I mean, not get how things are operated, but certainly got the club. Like Danny Alves, for example. Who they yeah. brought back last year, and you can argue whether that was the right fit or not. Javi wanted the guy, and then they just ditch him. And there's a guy who bleeds Blaugrana, and for him to be as vocal as he had been about how shit the organization is run and how broken everything is, that yeah. to me that says even more than just the words. Well, isn't it? It's run almost like the Green Bay Packers in terms of the the fan ownership. The, the yeah, that's, yeah, that's, fan that's the ownership structure, but yeah. it's not run. I think with as much collective, uh, right? They have good. They got a board and everything. But yeah, same with Real Madrid. The exact same. But Laporta gets to. He has you know the, the veto power. He's essentially the one making all of the decisions. Yeah. Oh, it and, all falls. It lies on him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what to expect from Barcelona this year. Just the fact that this is the situation where they they make all these commitments and literally cannot register the players. Because they have to hit this specific financial threshold that they're panicking two weeks out from the season, three weeks out from the season, to find some creative and inventive way to generate more money. Which, as I say, is not going to correct how they do things. It's just going to get them through this moment. Yeah. But there'll be another one. It's a band-aid. It's a band-aid. That's it. What do you think of your club spending some money? Nottingham Forest. Oh, we're spending a lot. Landing Jesse Lingard for uh, what's been reported two hundred thousand pounds a week, supposedly oh, yeah. fifty thousand yeah, more. That's a that's a monster signing for us. It's a big Fuck one. Him. And obviously, you know, he just he wanted to get to a better club, you know, with better ambition. 
and uh, he's found it with forest. He's still full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he left your hammers, Mike. Yeah, he left. He left the hammers he, hanging. Yeah, he chose Nottingham Forest instead of Craig Forest, Old West Ham, and you're, you're a bit sour, Craiger. Oh, he's sour. All right, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Just melting in the screen here. Yeah. But I think yeah. with with Forrest now, I think it's they've got one more signing, and they've they've brought in a whole brand new starting eleven. Mm. Yeah, Spence is gone though, right? Spence is gone. He's gone to uh, what do you call Spurs? It? Is it Spurs. Spurs. Yep. They brought in a well. Forrest brought in a was it right back from Liverpool, young kid, and then they got another kid from Bayern. So they're they're spending quite a bit of money, spending an awful lot of money on players. Yeah, Chris, which Richards. goes to show you they want to compete. They want to stay in the Premier League, which is great to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Chris Richards they got from Bayern, who's uh, yeah. I think he might have been England under twenty captain. But that's right, yes, yeah. England under twenty international. Uh, Richie Larea got some time in the preseason. He got about uh, twenty minutes against. He, he per- did well when he came on. Did yeah, very, look, very but he's, well. he's certainly you know he's got the got the tools. I just don't think the club believe in him or see him as the fit right now. So I really do wonder, you know, what uh, what the next little bit's going to be like for him. I, I asked the question on the show, if you're him, how early are you pushing for that move? I mean, we've we've heard it seems to be reported that Forrest were shopping him around. I haven't heard anything in terms of someone being interested in picking him up on loan, with the exception of TFC having explored a trade option in order to, uh, to acquire the allocation spot to get him, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. What do you think happens with him, Jimmy? I don't know. I mean, look, you, you'll find out after preseason. Mm-hmm. You know, after preseason and a couple of games into the season, mm-hmm. you know, I think as a player, you start to see the writing on the wall. If you've got an opportunity or a chance or you're part of the plans. Um, and then if you're not part of the plans, that's when you try to get out as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Simply because of the fact you don't want to keep waiting and waiting, and waiting. And then all of a sudden you're playing reserve games, your value goes down and, you know, you're, you, you get forgotten. So I think after this preseason, a few games into the season, that's when you're going to find out exactly where Richie Larea is going to end up. See, I used to hate that the transfer window closed after the season had started, that we already had three three weeks in an international break or four games in, and the transfer window closed. But when they moved it up to the start of the season, I understood the difficult situation to put so many players in. And yeah. looking at Richie Larea particularly now, if the transfer window closed at the start of the season... I feel like he'd be in a real disadvantage and a real disservice. So as you say, he can finish out this preseason, bet on himself, start yeah. strong, as strong as he can. And if the writing's truly on the wall, then he's got an opportunity to to get out. And so yeah. it makes it interesting. No, it does. Players and, and hopefully, I, ho- I hope he stays. I hope he fights for a spot and I hope he gets a few opportunities. Mm-hmm. Hey, Wonger, apart from Brentford, where would you want to see Richie Larea go, buddy? You gotta unmute yourself. All right, my button's stuck. There we go. Uh, I don't want to know why your button is stuck. What substances are on your keyboard? (laughs) Talking about our pre uh, our pre show. Um, I'm always concerned about a guy like that. After listening to you guys, Richie's the skilled guy. Every time he plays for the national team, he you know he won uh, player of the game. Uh, He's always hustling, and if he hasn't made his mark yet. This is what always concerns me. Yeah, I just want you know, I wanted comic relief one. I didn't want analysis one. Dude, I okay. Well, early I in the still, show, would he even get a sh- like? Is it going to be a loan or a transfer to someone else in the in the prem, or does he stay in the champion? Like, is he going to get moved down to the championship, you know, league and division, and just get play from there, or does he get sent back to playoffs at MLS? I don't know how it works. So I'd love that insight from you guys well it would all depend on what he would like to do himself uh but uh he doesn't want to find himself sitting on the bench uh, at nottingham forest or running into the world cup sorry between you two it sounds like sitting is the worst thing that can happen right that you're just sitting like you're on the team and you're not getting a shot so Mm -hmm. it's not like being the eighth guy on an nba team and where you're getting to play here and there but some, if someone gets hurt, you're in. If you're sitting and you're out of shape or not in game shape, it's the worst thing that can happen, even on a great team, right? It's more the urgency, though, of the timing, right? If the if this is a summer World Cup, means it's the World Cup would have already been completed now. We would have had the final right. in a normal year. 
then mm-hmm. he can bet on himself in, in another season in the Prem and get a taste of what that competition is like and learn on the bench. But he doesn't have the time. It, it's too urgent, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no worry about him getting picked for the Canadian national squad. There's, that's not a problem. And I think he'll still probably start but there's question marks if he's not playing leading into the World Cup and how many minutes. I mean, he'll keep himself fit. That's not an issue. We've seen that before when he's coming with Canada after a long spell of not playing before. He's done very well. So that, uh, that'll that be something that John Herdman will, will take into account. It's just not ideal for, for Richie to not be playing leading into the World Cup if that happens to be the case. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And I think if you look at how many games did he actually play for the national team in total? Maybe, maybe 10? No, I don't mean overall. I just mean in last year. Oh, the octagon? Yeah. I think it was about 10, yeah. yeah. Um, Sounds right. Well, no. You yeah, play pretty much. Maybe 12. maybe 11. When you played? Of 14, the 14? 14, yeah. Maybe around 11, whatever games he played. Yeah. And then he played maybe five for Forrest. So you think he's only played maybe oh. 15, 16 games. Mm-hmm. And Those aren't even starts. Yeah, and if you're not, and if you're not playing going into this this World Cup, you know John Herman's going to be looking at that because he's going to want guys in form, guys that are playing week in and week out, because he's not going to have much time either to 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 get them ready for that for that World Cup. So he wants guys that are playing week in and week out, and that's why it's important that Richie actually is getting first team football because that's yeah. not many games right since he he went over to to Forest and then leading up into this World Cup. And then what do you think the season's going to be like for them? Every team that gets promoted wants to stay up, except Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> but Forrest, who have this history, this pedigree, and don't ever want to be in that situation again, you know, is it just staying up or is it mid-table? I mean, they're, they're spending money like a team that has aspirations to stay there for a long time. Yeah. They well, would be happy to finish 17th next year. Yeah. Yeah. Just stay up. That's yeah, the goal. Just stay up. Everything yeah. else is a bonus from there, but staying yeah. up is important because you're. If you do get relegated down the road, you want to stay there as long as you can to get the maximum parachute payment. Right. Yeah. I, I think staying up is what we all hope for, right? <laughs> you get to a certain age where staying up is seems harder, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Every it's a, lot, it's a lot harder. They got prescriptions up. for that. Yeah, every morning. Parachute payments, isn't that the prescription? <laughs> Thinking about staying up. No, parachute pants. When we when we don't have a guest on our Friday news show, it just becomes Wednesday. <laughs> How about that? As soon as you said staying up, JC. <laughs> I know. Staying up. Pathetic, <laughs> aren't they? Imagine being in, in school, in primary school, elementary school, with the two of them in the class. Oh. I mean, Jimmy, you probably would have uh, been a distracting friend to have around. One of those ones like, don't hang out with Jimmy. I don't know why my mom is from New York or yeah. the Northeast. but Don't hang out with him. Yeah, there's probably a few of them. In front of the class. Yeah, that Jimmy Brennan is bad news. You intentionally chose to sit at the front of the class? No, No. the teacher asked me to come sit in the class. Yeah, you had to sit right in front of her. No, I know, I know that that exists. I I wasn't, I wasn't a bad student, or I wasn't a bad person either. But I just, (laughs) I like, hey, I like to, I just like to have laugh. I enjoyed, enjoyed my time with my friends, and I was always messing around, giggling, and laughing. But Mm. as you know, me guys, when it's time to be professional, I'm very professional. But uh, my yeah, teachers did bring me to the front. Your grades, your grades are great. My grades were very good, actually. Mm. It was what actually was the, not bad. The last day of the week that you would put the hot and cool and the jeans, like after Thursday, no pranks. Uh, no Thursdays, definitely I would do a prank. Friday was a bit more chill because you're really starting to zone in on the game. But Thursdays would be my last prank day. Right. <laughs> It's unfortunate uh, our timing of the show um, this morning because we do not have official confirmation and won't until later in the afternoon whether Federico Bernardeschi and Lorenzo Insigne will make their much-anticipated Toronto FC debuts Saturday against Charlotte. But based off of the reports of training that um, Lorenzo Insigne was training with the team this week, Bernardeschi did as well, but not on Thursday, which uh, leads to some speculation that you got to think if Insigne is fit, they're going to play him. 
but Bernardeschi they can probably wait on. So, what's your gut saying, Craig? We're gonna get both of them because if you remember on this show, I said we weren't gonna get Insigne until Bernardeschi signed. And if Bernardeschi needs another week, maybe they push it another week. Craig doesn't think Insigne is gonna play the whole year. Oh right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a he's got a bad back from trying to carry all that money to the bank. Ankles, bad ankles, and a bad back. Now, yeah, that's it's only gonna be worse than the ankles. He's carrying that huge satchel of money. Yeah. Um, hey, you know when Pablo Piazzi was around, uh, I may, may, mind you, it may have just worked the way the season fell, but Alex McKechnie was spending a bit more time on the uh, the TFC side of the training table. I wonder if uh, that would interest him again to go back to to go back to his roots, because I feel like with the investment they're making, maybe they're gonna need to. Grease Masai and get uh, Mr. Load Management on the TFC side of things because they're already using that term. With Bernadeschi was a was a way for load management. Alex McKechnie has no chance of moving to Toronto FC. He might give them some uh, headway and some advice, but he's not mm-hmm. moving. There's no chance mm-hmm. that that organization. And the massive amounts of money that they're pulling in compared to Toronto SC, they're going to move Alex McKechnie. No yeah, chance. I agree with you. They they couldn't they couldn't afford to lose him. No. He's massive. Good point. But you're right. I think I think maybe he'll help and put somebody in place that can do the job that he's done. Because I know around the NBA, he's actually put people in place. Craig, is that not true? Yeah, several people. Yeah, good people. He gets contacted about. You know, anybody out there that's worth uh, bringing in. And he's done that for several people, including uh, Rick Celebrini, a former under-20 player with me, with Canada, who's uh, the head of uh, uh, Golden State Warriors. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. What a world. See? Yeah. There's a bit of football and everything. Boys. Yeah, well, Rick Celebrini, I mean, when he when he, he did his knee really badly um, – when he was young and he was just never able to, to play professionally. And he took the steps to go into physiotherapy and Alex took a whole bunch of guys like him uh, under his wing and mentored them and uh, off they went. So they learned from the best Alex and they've made careers for themselves as well. And it's, it's big for Alex to leave a legacy like that. And he wants other people to be successful and he's helped an awful lot of people on that side of the business. You set me up for a CPL story that I wasn't going to get to a bit later. But did you see the news that uh, Halifax defender Matteo Restrepo is leaving the Wanderers? Because he's been accepted to the prestigious med school at Mount Sinai in New York City. So he's going to play his last game uh, on Saturday, I think, against Edmonton. Tomorrow against Edmonton. And, wow, uh, he's, he's leaving the there. money behind, eh? Yeah. <laughs> 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 right in Halifax for the hospital. Yeah. Good for him, by the yeah, way. That's, that's amazing. amazing. He's got to uh, he's got to be a smart kid to get uh, accepted there. Yeah. Do you have any old teammates that became doctors? Who who's the smartest guy you played with, Jimmy? Other than yourself, obviously. Good uh, as you were bragging about, I played with a played with a few guys that were quite intelligent. Um, but nobody a ended up. Memory. Nobody ended up becoming a doctor. Nobody ever, no, no. Greg? Yeah, John Catliff. Became a doctor? He did not become a doctor, but uh, he he got a business degree at Harvard University. Mm. Impressive. Yeah. He's been talked about, about taking it over Canada. Would he be interested in the Canadian Soccer Association? But there's been absolutely crickets from him. He has no interest in that, I don't think. So, unfortunately. (laughs) Then we had another guy, Steve Palmer. We, We picked him up. Interesting at Ipswich, we played a friendly against Cambridge University, and there was this guy that played in midfield, Steve Palmer, for Cambridge University, and he did a really good, really good job against us. So we brought him in for a trial, and he stuck and played in the Premier League, and it's quite an amazing story because that is very rare, especially, especially in England, to come to the university system like Cambridge or Oxford or something like that. It's mm. unusual. So he was doing stuff on the side when he was playing for Ipswich, doing motorway systems for the m25 and all these different software uh, systems and things like that for uh uh 
mostly motorway systems around Europe at the time when he was still playing. So he's he's doing just fine, Steve. And he had an engine on him. He was just ran and ran and ran and ran. Oh, he was calculated. One of those guys, Jimmy, you could put him on somebody and he would just take him out of the game, just mark yeah. him out. That was very I did. You know, I had a friend that uh, didn't become a doctor, but he actually became a priest. Oh, yeah. what, what, what grades do you need for that? Oh, I don't know. But he, uh, I played he just with put him. Out his, he just put out his Irish accent a little bit when he started talking about like an old Catholic priest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, father. Yeah. It's been six months no, since my last confession, I, father. I played with a, with a player, Phil Morine, very good friend of mine, he was at Man U and, and Norwich and uh, great it's guy. The fake tan guy. Yeah, fake tan guy. He's uh, now a priest, retired, and uh, went to went to Italy and studied. Wow! And uh, yeah, now he's a he's a big time priest now. To, to, and he's wants to move up the ladder. Pe- Was it Peacock, former Premier League player, lives in Calgary now and is a priest? Was that Darren Peacock from Newcastle? Mm, I think it might be. Yeah, big guy, long hair. Remember. Is there, a, is there like a website like Transfer Market for guys who leave football because they have to wash off the sins of their professional playing career so they become – they join <laughs> yeah, the church? exactly. Like I don't know how he became a breeze, but he must have been doing a lot of praying. You mentioned, though, Craig, the, uh, the guy that was found at Cambridge there. Um, I, I Restrepo has an NCAA background. He went to Cal Santa Barbara, studied cellular and molecular biology, and played football. Um, I guess it's easier – Jimmy, when that season's only four months, the idea of, of studying something that uh, intensely and playing what would be a, a longer you know, calendar season would seem impossible to me. Yeah, I mean, look, that, that, uh, with that season in the CPL, it kind of uh, it, it made it difficult for me to finish my marine biology degree. But, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I think, you know, with, with the league, because it is a little bit shorter, so it does give players some time to, to you know, look at their futures and do some studying and, and try to get things done on the side. But with Restrepo, I mean, he was, uh, he was such a great player, fantastic player in this league. And he, was, he wasn't the biggest guy, and he was mm-hmm. playing center back. And I was like, I don't know if this kid can do it, but you could just see the way he, he read the game. And, um, you know, he was very, very intelligent the way he saw the game. You know, and he he held his own, and to be fair, he was one of the best defenders in the league. Mm-hmm. He was a fullback. He'll be, he'll be, yeah, he'll be missed. He'll be missed at uh, Halifax. That's for sure. Yeah, he could play fullback or he could play center back. Yeah, but uh, but in calling those games, the island games, I remember that there was a couple times that he'd come in, and you can just you could just see he was reading the game fast, and he was yeah. he's reading the game differently than some of the other other guys out there on the pitch. So, yeah, interesting uh, to see that career path change. Uh, but as yeah. you say. He'll be missed there, and good on him. Good on him for for pursuing something something big like that. Um, Lorenzo Insigne, just to go back, I know we've not seen his debut, but uh, you will see him at the MLS All-Star Skills Challenge. We talked about the All-Star game on the last show, that the uh, MLS All-Stars are going to play the Liga, a, a squad of Liga MX All-Stars for the very first time, which will be exciting in Minnesota. Um, they didn't do any kind of supplementary stuff when you were an All-Star, Jimmy? In, no. in Toronto, was there? There wasn't a night before. I mean, I'm no. sure you guys had a Dero through a party. No, we just played a played a game. Just played out, the game out in the city, going all all sorts of events, but they didn't do the uh, the skills. So what what are they doing exactly with the skills competition? Yeah, I. So is it? This is the first time that they're doing this. I've never seen. Well, I don't remember. I don't remember this ever being a thing before. Then again, I was always just interested in who the opponent was. Yeah, it was West Ham, and then I wasn't as interested. So players are going there just for skills. So what? Dribbling, shooting, pinging, heading. What, <laughs> yeah, you think you, you think I would have been more prepared with this list here? Let me let me pull this up while we talk about. You're trying to create a uh, like a home run competition, basically that sort of thing. I mean, the NHL exactly. do it too, don't they? They do a skills, how, yeah. fastest skater, hardest but, shot. But those that's kind of been a part of. It, I think, um, you know, it's it's been a part of it for a long time. In football, well, like, are they doing head tennis? Is it just like glorified training that you guys uh, that you guys love? 
I have no idea. Okay, I got it here. There's a, a shooting. There's five events. Okay. There's a shooting challenge. There's a touch challenge, a cross and volley challenge, a passing challenge, and then, of course, the crossbar challenge. So, yes, this really is just a training session. Um, yeah, just fun stuff we do in training. Right. So how Not do you pick the football. players for the skill competition? Do you just enter it yourself? Like what? How does that work? How Lorenzo Insigne was chosen without having played a single game yet? I would imagine not, not just the, not just chosen. Be if you go to the MLS site, he's one of the four guys they're featuring, and he hasn't even played a game yet. <laughs> Literally, so, arms crossed. TFC hasn't played a game. So, like, how do you? Do you just go? Oh, I'll I'll do the crossbar challenge. Yeah, uh, how, how, how many was selected? Like, how do you get selected? And I don't how know. many get selected? What is it? Five out of the whole league go, go to compete for the crossbar challenge, or there's ten. There's ten players that are competing uh, for MLS in this All Star Skills competition. Um, Canadian Dane Sinclair is one of them. Is a uh, is a goalkeeper, and he he is an All Star, I believe. Lorenzo Tigne was not. Um, they are they're all the big names, right? Like Hector Herrera, who just came over from Atletico at Houston. Now he's their their big designated player. Um, I don't know if he would qualify as a as an all-star in a in a normal year having only played a handful of games chicharito's there jesus ferreira from dallas is there so it's uh they're trying to get all the stars out for sure someone's gonna have to replace how do you manual. how do you qualify though when you haven't even played a single game uh salary probably draw <laughs> Oh, so th- this year's MLS <laughs> All-Star Games based on salaries. <laughs> <laughs> Not the All-Star Game, just the skills competition. Oh, the skills is based on salaries. Gotcha. <laughs> That's what it looks like with some of the names that I mentioned. <laughs> so right. they go, you're selected. You're like, no, I don't want to go. Oh, no, you're making $8 million a year. You're going. Okay. Is that how it works when you're a superstar kind of in general? You're going to do this sponsorship ad. I don't want to do this sponsorship ad. You're going to do this sponsorship ad. Next thing you know, this guy's selling cell phones and faking voicemail recordings with uh, former superstar captains. You know, that was for you, Wonger. You know which one I'm talking about. That was Connor McDavid. Welcome to the NHL. Mark Messier calling him. Connor McDavid sounded fucking annoyed. Hey, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Yeah, I can't wait to get to Edmonton. It's going to be great. Hockey I'll be guys. on the, the next flight in two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is there actually any interesting hockey players out there that... Other than Andrew Raycroft, who we had on, <laughs> great. Oh, Sean Avery, he was a beauty. Yeah, Ryan Reeves is interesting. Yeah. Um, but there's something about the when the camera goes up, it's just it's just different, right? And footballers can be a bit closed off when the cameras go up too. That's that's not exclusively pick on hockey players, but there's yeah. definitely there's definitely a, a, a culture, uh, a hockey culture, which which uh, sucks out their personality. I think. Mm. Well, uh, one thing that you, you, you never see happen is a player calling out a coach in the NHL. You just never see that happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe after they leave or something, but when they're there, there's a, there's a there's a real respect for the coaches, and they just do not go there. But in football in Europe, Premier League coaches call out players, players call out managers yeah. all the time. Well, didn't didn't the Leafs call out Bab, uh, Babcock a few of the players? Was that yeah, they did after he left? I can't remember if that was after he got fired, though. Yeah, some ex players that played with him too, right? Yeah, some people went or to with town him or against him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There was that story about Marner, though, right? About how uh, he'd sold Marner out to the group. Mm-hmm. I forget the total details, but whether that was Marner actually telling that story or someone had just reported that story after the fact, then it became a big thing. Yeah. The, the Leafs are probably the only, at least in Canada, the only team that is covered the way the English papers cover sport, where there is that celebrity focus. That I mean, it's not that they're stalking these guys, paparazzi in Yorkville, but you do see some of those stories that I just don't think you know you're you're seeing necessarily in Ottawa, where they would be a bit more protective. You're not seeing those stories come out of Alberta, although no mm-hmm. one wants to stay in Alberta. Johnny Gaudreau and, uh, and uh, Matthew Kachuk out the door. Did you see that, Jimmy? Yeah, Two. that was a weird one. Why would he go to – what's the story going to Columbus? <laughs> People are still trying to figure that out because he left money on the table, and Columbus uh, doesn't seem any more attractive than Calgary from a playing perspective or living perspective. 
just traveling would be better. Playing in the Eastern Conference, the traveling would be better. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, those two guys scored a like a uh, hundred points. They're the first. Maybe, what pair. about being American though? Like Kachuk's American, right? They're both American. Johnny Goudreau went to Columbus, and now yeah. Matthew Kachuk has asked for a trade. He's not going to resign. He's in the, he's a restricted free agent this year. They were trying to go to arbitration to buy themselves some time. He's like, no, you're going to trade me. Kachuk's American? Yeah. Keith Kachuk was American, yeah, and his son is, sure. I think Keith Kachuk uh, has Canadian parents, though. Is that I think the, they have dual. Confusion? But, you know, I don't know. I mean, look, Calgary is not... <laughs> I mean, Calgary is a great city. I don't know why you wouldn't want to be in Calgary. The My whole point in focusing on that, the two of them, though, is not to get into hockey talk, but just that it's surprising that you've got two guys that scored 100 points, and it's the first time any team has had two guys do that and not play the next season. Mm. So mm. maybe it's a maybe it's a, a culture thing. Maybe they, didn't, maybe they didn't like the coach. Maybe it's to avoid calling out uh, calling out Sutter. Maybe that's it. Um, he's, yeah. a, he's a beauty, by the way, his interviews. Oh, he's great. He's great. I love that. And when, when, whenever you travel, and uh, I find English people find our accents very fascinating. And I think a part of it is maybe they just don't have as much exposure that's not uh, to accents that aren't distinctly American, but sound American-ish. And they, they find our accents so fascinating. But that Sutter, that Saskatchewan, Alberta, that hockey talk accent, that oh. blows their mind. Hey, let's uh, get out there and go get a beer, eh? Guess who can do one of those voices really well? Jeff Cole. Are you going to give us some, Jeff? Come on, do a true Canadian accent. Yeah, we're going to muck some canners like tonight there about a beer fest? The prairies or are up northern Ontario. Yeah, yeah, do a hockey interview. Don't be a duster, bud. Give us a give us a taste. Well, you know, uh, boys went out there, you know, gave it all. You know, coach told us, you know, just uh, keep our heads up and just get there, you know, and then... You know, we just keep mine and uh, I know everything's, uh, you know, and I don't know. They don't really say anything. And it's always like, <laughs> it's a lot of, uh, uh, and, and it's, and coach this and their hair's always slicked back and they're wearing a wet suit and it's just gross. I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying I have anything against hockey players, but I couldn't afford to play hockey as a child because it was so expensive. So blame your had, parents for not playing in an NHL. That, right. Come on, mom. So, uh, you know what I mean? It's, but there's just, uh, there's zero sort of, like you're saying, there's no personality when it comes to hockey. And I don't know why that is, but, but there's a lot of double doubles in the stands. You know what I mean? Get your double doubles up boys. Let's go uh, hit the ice. Not right. Dump it in <laughs> for check. Also, Fuck. can I just say the last names in hockey could Chuck Forsberg, like they, you, you wouldn't have anyone with names like that in any other sport. <laughs> some great hockey names. There are some great hockey names. Uh, you bring up a great point because I discovered um, I discovered a player in Portugal. He's my new. He's a Brazilian guy. This might be my new favorite goalkeeper, Craig. His name is. He's Brazilian, and his name is Samuel or Samuel, but pronounced Samuel Portugal. Sam Samuel Samuel Portugal is this Brazilian guy's name. Who's a professional goalkeeper? Plays at Porto Manense. In the uh, Primera Liga. Same spelling? Yeah, same spelling. Wow. Samuel Portugal. Perfect. Uh, most Portuguese and Brazilian people have like 18 names as well. So they get to like choose what they want to highlight. This guy just has three names. Samuel yeah. Portugal Lima. And he's gone by Samuel Portugal. Yeah. Which is great. Or they have like eight names and they use their nickname that's nothing like any of their eight names. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, Ronaldo, that's not his family name. That's that's one of his eight middle names. And he's chosen that as his as his playing name, as his likeness. He chose Ronald? Well, do you know, <laughs> Wong, or you might not know the story about this, but actually, he's, uh, so his parents included this as one of his eight names. Uh, Portuguese people use, like, the, you have your, you know, the maiden name, and then the grandparents' last names are included in this as well. So when it comes to and then the way it sits phonetically, your actual last name, as we would use the, the father's surname, is not positioned last. It's usually the second last. I think it is always the second last. Anyway, his nickname, uh, Ronaldo, comes from his parents' um, admiration for Ronald Reagan, President Ronald Reagan. Jeez. 
bring down that wall. So there you go. Wow. Bet, bet you weren't expecting to learn that on football no. today. News Mr. Gorbachev. Mr. Gorbachev. Please. So B so B, what if the, the father's name is second to last, what is the last name? Of Ronaldo? The the last or name just, in, or just in Portuguese generally. Yes, on the, the list. It's the, it's the mums. Yeah, it's the mums last oh. name. What's fit last? If you look at the driver's license, there's eight names in the driver's license. But their their you know, their legal last name is the second last one. Hmm. Yeah. So there you go. The more you know. Whatever they they can, they make up great football names, so don't they? The Brazilians, Portuguese. Okay, I was I have to talk about Richarlson, right? Where's he playing this year? Spurs. Spurs. Okay. Moved from Everton so, to Spurs, which is a great time to leave Everton, by the way. That, yes, but the amount of times yeah. that guy falls. So I wanted to ask Jimmy and Craig, who was the guy that annoyed you? Everyone has someone on their own team that annoys them, because even if they're falling, like yeah, it's it's a it's a tactic and all that but it becomes too much. Was there anyone on your team that it was too much that you played with? Mm. Not in they England. Didn't, they didn't do it enough. Yeah. Not in England? No. It's they would, the style, they would, right? they would Who on the other teams then? Who, who, who was a diver on the other teams you played with? Played against, I should say. I think, Craig, you, you can speak on this as well. Like In, in England, it, especially back when we played, it was, it was frowned upon. If you dove... Oh my God! They would kill you. Your own players. Yeah, would kill you that's right. Both. Remember when Jurgen Klinsmann mm. came and he was uh, he wasn't an out and out diver really, but he uh, he flopped a couple times and got a reputation for it. So his celebrations after scoring goals after he was criticized was basically doing a big swan dive after he scored. I saw that a few times running away from me. <laughs> after we got beat 9-0 our next game uh, 9-0 at Old Trafford our next game was at at Tottenham away against Klinsman and I thought oh fuck I nearly booked a hammy in Jimmy I nearly, <laughs> I nearly uh, like I really could do without this game a back to back 9-0 would not go down yeah. well <laughs> were you asking the manager is it the same back four or is we had at Old Trafford going into this one? Or? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. And I think Klinsman scored in two minutes, the first two minutes. And I thought, oh, fuck, here we go again. And then we only lost four, so it was a, it was a victory. Oh, that's not bad. 13 goals in two games. I know, eh? Yeah. That's what I thought. I, uh, I'm on a streak right now of scoring two goals in 13 games, which is uh, oh, here we pretty, go. pretty good, if I do say so myself. Let's get my... Uh, co-ed league all-star report in um but wonger cristiano ronaldo when he first came to manchester united in 2003 he had a, a, a reputation built a reputation very quickly for being um someone as hated as you seem to project hate on richarlson oh it's just and, horrible and it was it really didn't happen there i can't imagine that the change room you know talks that may have happened uh i think Keane was still there that season Roy Keane was the captain that season uh, but so, a lot of those old heads those 92 guys were in the room that probably wouldn't have wouldn't have appreciated it until they saw how they as a team maybe benefited from it because it it certainly um changed the way the game was kind of played in the sense of uh it it became normalized in England a little bit and it was a strategy that could be used and he had he had mastered it pretty well um at least for a while but he he his game evolved and he shook that out of his game so he doesn't have that reputation the same way Richardson um, has actually done quite well, you know, when you think he's with he's 25, 26, went to Watford, successful, went to Everton, very successful in this last year. You know, he played, I think, in the end 30 games or something and scored 10 goals. Well, this is the thing, Craig. I, he's so talented. I thought he was, you know, I think he's a really good player. And then he does some of these shenanigans. And I just, I was, I, I just was, he stood out in his falls and mm -hmm. his, and his dives. And it just, I was like, you don't have to do that, dude. You you could have just won the ball. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and, no, he that's, that's the stuff he, that he does not care. He does not care <laughs> at all, and and that goes for a lot of them down there too. And again, you know, when you look a lot at of them, the background Brazilian, they're, they're brought up so yeah. poor, right? I mean, they they come from really poor backgrounds, and 
winning a challenge on a football field is the last thing they're worried about about being criticized. You know, <laughs> right? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, that's like it's kind of like being the uh, the cornerback who keeps getting touchdowns. You got to forget about that last play. Doesn't really matter. I, this is this is all gravy for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that makes sense. I think the the only times I really got frustrated um, with the diving was with the national team when we ended up playing El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those guys can milk a dive, by the way. And they're rolling around and physios mm-hmm. out. Oh, they can kill it. And that, oh, that's, yeah. that was the most frustrating time for me when it came to diving and cheating. Well, if you actually uh, did, I don't know if you guys saw any of the highlights from the, the city city game but uh, Grealish is in the United States and uh, there's nothing more that could piss you off as an individual as playing against the Mexican side I could see <laughs> see exactly why he got wound up <laughs> yeah no honestly they were playing Club America in Houston and yeah. they were all of the CONCACAF tricks you could tell that uh, Jack Grealish wouldn't last very long if England played in CONCACAF it's Not a, a different, different animal man oh man it really is different I'm glad you brought But I mean, I remember saying to, to the guys in our dressing room, I don't agree with this diving stuff at all. But if you're gonna if you're gonna live and survive in CONCACAF, you better get with it. You better we better join the party because, you know, we're just getting stuffed. And I remember telling Carlo Corazine and many times, uh, including the final of the Gold Cup, which he won a penalty, which was a penalty, but I told him when you get in the box, anybody gets anywhere near you, you hit the fucking deck. Well for this problem is we we just sucked at it. We'd go down in layers. Like, yeah, I go, yeah, I go down in installments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah. We never yeah. talked about this, but the uh, penalty given to the U.S. over Canada, the women's final the other day. It was day, a soft penalty. Yeah, Come that up. was not what I would call a strong call, and it looked a little look. You know, we talk about CSA and Concacaf and mm-hmm. giving these things verbs. Wasn't a great call. I mean really wasn't and it, it's surprising that it w- was talked spoken about so little that's all and there was var available but it it came down i think um but i think it comes down to clear and obvious and if there was a clip on the ankles there uh that would be enough for for the penalty yeah. um, like the camera to your point craig the camera positioning wasn't great on it and maybe and this also goes to the women's game and how many cameras they can afford and you know are they putting the same they are obviously right. at the euro right now mm-hmm. but talk talking with victor uh Montagliani from concacaf you know you're you're thinking about investment it goes back into this too how many cameras you have how many people are covering the game mm-hmm. um you know there's all of these conversations and mm-hmm. they could it may have been a clear a clear non-call once it went to VAR, if a camera position would have been giving it a different perspective. It's just something to think about. If there's yeah. one thing that the World Cup, they'll use something like the 32 cameras for yeah. every game. A number of those cameras like are, yeah. is that right? And yeah, oh, so they're going to have, yeah. they have ISO cameras on every single player. Yeah. They have a, a gazillion angles. And actually the melt, you guys, you know, after the games, when the, the broadcasters will send down a melt of all the camera angles of all the goals. So if uh, the, you know, these uh, media companies want to use it, go right ahead. It's quite fascinating to watch it come down and yeah. all the different, you know, angles. Like it's, it's quite, it's, it's amazing. Amazing. My, fir- my first job at the score was in the archives department. And the first uh, time I saw one of those melts, that's was a like, shitty oh, job. I got, that's oh, I loved it. Job. But the problem was that I loved it too much. I was the worst archivist because I would sit there and like, you know, mm-hmm. get aroused by these game melts because I was seeing angles that I wouldn't have seen uh, in the broadcast. Yeah, yeah, and I wasn't incredible. archiving anything. Wasn't archiving yeah. anything. But my, my guess is they, at the most they had 10 cameras at that CONCACAF event. Mm. I think the one thing that the introduction of video assistant referee is confirmed as Wonger. There will always be questions about officiating forever. Just yes. like we'll always complain about how expensive concessions are at sporting events. Yeah. We will always complain about officiating no matter what changes. Yeah. It's just part of sport, y- y- man. Y- you're right. I, it's hard not to complain about that 1750 pint at oh, uh, TFC it's, games. It's, it's 19 and change now. 28 With ounces of, of Bud Light With is 1920. Come on. I swear to God. How do they I get remember, away with that? 
when Jimmy started playing, when I was in the South End and I would do two, it was like, you have to budget for the week. Going to TFC on Saturday, boys. Okay, going to need, uh, going to need 50. 40 is not enough this time because they're 1350 a pop. That's in 07. Now it's 20 bucks. You know what I do? I do, about, I do about five shots before I went in. Mm. Yeah. That was just in calling the game because you were up in the booth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I yeah. needed five shots. Because <laughs> TFC couldn't get five shots. That would have been something. In a season. <laughs> um, one more random thing here about preseason. Well, two things. Um, I, I tweeted it yesterday. As men and Blazers had it first, but Everton might be the first team uh, ever to be relegated from MLS, having lost 4-0 to Minnesota United. Like what a disaster! And did you see this miss by Deli Alley? This was the closest Jimmy you'll ever get to seeing me in a league game. It came off the out. It was just a tap in. All he had to do was just make any contact with it, and instead he like overran it and made contact with the outside of his outside heel. And the ball, I think the ball went out for throwing. Oh, went, went out for a corner. It went out for a corner. Went out for a corner. <laughs> but not as bad as a Valor player. No God. Uh, Good for you know Adrian Heath, the coach of Minnesota, spent so many several years. Uh, well, no, he didn't spend. Well, he played more games for Everton than anywhere else. Yeah, he did. Yeah, pretty he was special. Quite a fan favorite in the eighties uh, with Everton. Pretty special yeah. for him. So but I wouldn't favorite. take too much of the is the result for Everton, other than the fact that they just stayed up. Yeah. By uh, Flea's ball hair, and now they got a. <laughs> deal with Rich Charleston gone. <laughs> Please, Paul. Yeah. It's got to. It's got to be a real blow to the ego, and I'm sure hearing uh, professional a- analysis like that it would also be a real blow to the ego. That that's the level they're at. Having like stayed up by Flea's ball hair Ma- makes it pretty clear, though, right? <laughs> are they all? Are they all the same color? Flea's balls hair. Oh. Yeah, they are. They're all black. Yeah. 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 Okay. Until well, they, they get, get older. older. They Until get you gray. get older, they'll be gray. <laughs> I'm really lucky. I haven't, I haven't had to deal with fleas with my German Shepherd. Oh. My, uh, when I was, as a kid, I had poodles. They always had fleas. Well, next time, look for a ball hair. See, fine. See yeah. the color. Tell the poodles. age then. I'll tell you what I didn't expect to to see on the internet and these preseason tours. I forget where Roma are at the moment. I think they're in Spain. Anyway, there was this Roma fan that won some meet and greet. So he brings his partner and they meet uh, Jose Mourinho and the coaching staff. So they get this photo with Jose. And then he uh, the man starts acting kind of weird. Jose doesn't know whether to like leave. Are they staying for a meet and greet? Are they going to ask questions? And this man proposes to his to his partner in front of Jose Mourinho and the coaching staff. <laughs> And Jose just kind of caught out, like, "Are you doing this now? Like, what made you think this is the moment now? You want to do this because she's your special one? That must have been it, right? That must that must have been the guy's thought. Right? You're my special one. I'm going to propose to you in front of the specialist one. I just I've seen a lot of random proposals over the years. Hey, I just um, want to go back on something if you don't mind. Um, sure. You mentioned poodle. Did you bought a poodle? No, no, for no, yourself. No. There was no. It was uh, when I was a kid. It was my. It was my stepmother already had them before we moved in. Oh, okay. They I weren't uh, French. Poodles. I thought you went out and bought a poodle. No, you know how everyone has like a doodle now, right? A golden yeah. doodle, and now they have yeah. these like miniature, miniature golden doodles. Before, when someone said that, I was picturing a large dog, eighty pound dog. And then mm. you go, you go over to their place, and it's it's less than thirty pounds. Like, mm. oh, it's a miniature golden doodle. They make a, one of these poodles with whatever and make this golden doodle. So it was like that. It was like a th- one of those 30-pounder poodles. Mm, okay. Not my dog. Didn't choose it. Just wondering. No. No, I have a real dog. I'm a big dog guy. Real dogs can't fit in purses, and they should. you should struggle to put your dog in, your, in a sedan. I think Jimmy was going to be a bit of a dog judger there. I was a little bit. Yeah, all right. You, Jimmy, uh, strikes me as a uh, as a big dog guy or a large medium dog guy. I had a, had a chow chow. Okay, that thing was a beast. Very fashionable. Yes, that's on brand, Jimmy. Yeah, right. big black tongue. Thing was massive. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you a story one day about that when my brother gave it mouth to mouth when it was 
about to pass away, but that's for another day. And then I had a an English bulldog. And that guy was a beauty, little stud. Hmm. Drooled yeah. everywhere. And he had big balls. And then Forrest, what did you have? You probably you're probably that guy, Forrest, that would drive your car with the dog sitting on your lap with the window down, smiling at everybody. <laughs> well, if I was trying to they drive me nuts. Trying to pick somebody that. up, maybe. Uh, <laughs> dogs are great for that. But it was all it was on his lap because he was driving a Ford Cortina, so he actually had his right leg in the passenger side because it was the only way he fit in it. Oh, they were big, the four the Cortinas back then. Oh, was it? I thought oh, you said yeah. it was a small one. You couldn't fit in. Well, most cars I couldn't fit in, but the Cortina was okay till oh, the okay. wheel fell off. <laughs> Such a great story. I just got out of the car and left it. Ironically, that's what that's what happened to Craig's ball. The surgeon put it aside and it just kind of rolled off the table. Yeah, it just fell off. I'm telling you, someone has that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Wonger, you've made more speculations about what happened to Craig Ford. Didn't old keep SL. it. Well, he, did, like a, he woke up from surgery and he did ask for his ball. It's important. I want to know where this thing is. But then what, what would you do with it? If, if they gave you a ball and just said, here you go, like you put it in your you, pocket. No, you, where, put it, you pickle it. You throw it in a, a thing of pickles. And then where and would you put it? In, is that mantelpiece? Like on the mantelpiece? Yeah, in a fridge. I always wondered how bouncy it would be. Like if you bounce, would it be like a mm. Super Bowl? Yeah, love those Super Bowls, right? Little little oval, so you wouldn't know where a bounce should be. That's what they should have put you in goalkeeper training. If oh, you started throwing it around, in. it would unravel. It's just a, it's like a condensed cord. It would unravel. If you oh no, you'd have to snip the cord off. Yeah, but you could play marbles with it, couldn't you? Either that or conkers. <laughs> yeah, play marbles. Use the big the big ball. Remember conkers? <laughs> yeah. What is conkers? conkers? With walnuts? Yeah, you get uh, yeah, walnuts, right? Yeah, yeah you get walnuts. Two, two walnuts. Yeah, big. Are they chestnuts? Are chestnuts? Yeah, the big ones. And then you yeah. tie them and you you put a hole in it. You it. put a string yeah. in it, and then you hold it and you play against somebody else and you smash them against each other, and whoever's <laughs> nut stays on longer wins. Yeah, <laughs> People used to cheat. People used to cheat at it. They used to put it in. I think it might even been vinegar to make it really hard, so you couldn't. You're un, unbeatable. They used yeah. to cheat at conquers. And for any of you young football players listening who wondered what it must have been like for your predecessors before cell phones when they were players, now you know. This is mm. what they did with all their time on the bus yeah, and in the No change. cell phones, no PlayStations, and it was... Yeah, our conquers. British listeners will know exactly what I'm talking about. Smashing nuts. Um, Great Britain is the fourth uh, largest downloaded footy prime downloaded place on the planet did you know that Warner? if you look at our i, I realize i phrased that oddly i did but our, our most downloaded nation is uh the beloved our beloved nation of canada second is the united states great britain is fourth and fifth uh let's see if you can guess it they, they play in the asian confederation though they've never featured in a major tournament guitar no they're actually third he gave it away oh. they're actually third Fifth is another another Asian one. I'll give you another hint. They're also known for being having a lot of money. Um, Hong Kong. But, it, but it's more well, they they don't compete on their own. Korea. You're thinking that no, go back to your Hong Kong idea. You're thinking the same way. Singapore? Yes. JC. Oh. There you go, buddy. We're the number one Canadian soccer podcast in Singapore. Yes. Yes. In. We're That's doing one place it. I want to go. Oh, I'd love to go to Singapore. Yeah. yeah. Crazy rich Asians, no? Yeah. That's why you're going? No. You can but find them here. I don't know any of them. It'd be more fun than Qatar. Jimmy might has a better job than I do. A little oh. bit of a fever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about COVID, guys. We've had enough doctor talk. No COVID talk. Okay, let's end this on a good note. All right? <laughs> one more, One more random thing. Okay, because I found, found this interesting. <laughs> Did you see that? Um, so Alexandre Lacazette left Arsenal. He went back to Lyon. I didn't even I didn't even know. I knew he left Arsenal. Didn't realize he'd gone back to Lyon, his old club, after five years away. Um, but he's uh, he's a doubt for their upcoming friendly against uh, Feyenoord, and and the reason is because he suffered multiple wasp stings. What is the weirdest injury that you ever saw? Um, 
either disclosed or was was the affliction that was keeping a player yourself or a player a teammate out because i think a, a series of multiple wasp stings that would keep a guy out in preseason is uh it's got to be up there amongst the most wa- weird things don't you think hmm. yeah i don't i'm trying to think myself but did hmm. someone you know fall out of a fall out of a chair and do a wrist or something. I remember I tri- I missed a couple of games. I tripped on Frank Yallop's front doorstep and I ended up landing on my knee. Missed oh, a couple of games for that. Yeah, I almost uh, I almost missed a, a game. I was making a coffee and I I was talking. You know the big coffee machines and they got the steamers and all that, right? Mm-hmm. You, you mean you're talking a proper Italian machine? Yeah, proper okay. proper machine. And I'm in the in the dress room, bro. Bro. I'm having a, I'm having a conversation with a few of the guys. I pushed the button, but I pushed the wrong one, and I'm just in my barefoot, barefooted, right? Just pair of shorts on, having a conversation. Push the button, and I pushed the button for the steamer, and the boiling water came flying out onto my foot, mm. blistered like you wouldn't believe. And then I had to tape it and get it fixed before the match, and that hurt like hell. <laughs> Every time you struck the ball. Oh. Ah! Time. <laughs> it was your left foot? No, it was my right one. Oh, thank luckily God. you don't use it. Oh, then you're fine. But it was painful. You should see. And then after the game, you take it off and it's like blistering and oh. Did you scar? Uh, I probably did. I'll have a look. I don't really look at my feet because they're disgusting. And then after the match, the manager made him sell the coffee machine. Said, yeah. you're, you're fucking drinking tea like everyone else from now on. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't have a coffee machine. It was a, a scoop of Nescafe and Oof. boiling water. That was about it. You that like that? Dis- you still do that? That's I know. Disgusting. Isn't it amazing? I did like. I have a taste for it. It's it's, it's, it's disgusting. You're and you have like, off of it. You have to have like six scoops of sugar in it. Mm. Yeah, and the plastic cups were they all they're almost melting. Yeah, so we're probably drinking plastic and all sorts of bad stuff. Yeah. That that Folgers that big Folgers tin, that reminds me of my my grandfather. That was his like the, his breath. That was his that was just his like his body smell. So whenever whenever I've been in a place and that Folgers tin is open, it's like oh a vo's here. See my uh, my, about gra- something. my grandfather my prepare he smoked a pipe, and I always remember that smell of yeah. the pipe tobacco, which was such a different smell than cigarettes. Yeah. I found that always very comforting. Yeah, it's a nicer smell for sure. Yeah, yeah I don't mind it. When I mm-hmm. went to Chile, and if we ever if we ever do a INTVU with Elena, uh, she'll tell you about this story when I dragged her to Chile for Copa America. I was hugely disappointed down there that coffee wasn't prioritized, that they're just uh, instant coffee culture. Nescafe packs everywhere. No mm. proper machines. I thought, I'm like, really? I mean, I know the Italians stayed on the other side of the Andes in Argentina, but there's no coffee culture here beyond... Instant? Very disappointing. That's surprising. That is surprising. Very disappointing. They also didn't host a very good event, Chile. Must must say that as well. Where did you go in Chile? Did you go to well, other than San Diego? Yeah, Viña del Mar and uh, Valparaiso. Beautiful yeah. beach places. Oh, nice. Was going to see Messi and Argentina take on Jamaica. Um, yeah. Didn't uh, didn't didn't get there in the end. State state of the beach. Did they um, use Concepcion? The city of Concepcion is. They city. did use, yeah, they did use Concepcion, and we went. <laughs> I love that you know this. He, he just wanted to say it. That's where I was. That's where I was based for in the World avocados. Cup. I was based there in the World Cup, Concepcion, with the Italians, Nigerians, and Brazilians. Oh. You were based there in the World Cup. The World Juniors. Under twenties, nineteen eighty-seven. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Thanks Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia won that with Boban Shuker. Oh wow! When it was Yugoslavia, correct? Yeah, that was the last. That would have been their last big tournament mm. before the split. Yeah, because Davor Shuker, as you know, Wanger is a Croatian legend. As I know, for having, sure, as I know, I for having I led poster for having le- led, led Croatia to a third place finish. <laughs> France '98, they beat Germany. What a mm. shocker! Now they're a power, and we hope Canada beats them in Qatar. Well. 
for a Friday show, it sure as hell felt like a Wednesday, boys, but that probably made it funner and set us up for the weekend, Jimmy. Huh? Oh, see you in a few hours, won't I? Let's go. See you in a few hours. Well, to all of you that continue to listen to us and spend hours with us, um, cheers for listening and keep buying new things. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.